Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Before we start today's podcast, a quick heads up on Sherlock's VIP club. From restaurants, bars and hotels to beauty, wellness and shopping, Sherlock's partners with some of London's best destinations and hottest brands to bring its VIPs exclusive monthly offers. So why not sign up? It'll cost you just £5 a month or £50 for the year. Use your card once or twice and you'll have made that amount back in no time. For more information, visit sherlocksvip.com. Hello and welcome to the Sherlock's Highlights podcast with me, Georgie Corridge-Cole. This week, I'm joined by Harriet Russell, Tor Cardona and Lou Huff. Morning, ladies. Morning. Hello. Lou, you were just saying your boyfriend started two weeks of jury service. Yeah. And Tor, you did it last year. I did it last, actually exactly this time last year. What was your case? It was a cigarette smuggling case. It was two people and they were Chinese. So the whole thing had to be translated and it went on over two weeks and it was fascinating. It sounds quite straightforward, but it got really complicated. So every um, time someone was interviewed, were they answering in Chinese and then it had to be translated? Yeah. Oh, I think I find that quite so, hard to follow. Mm. But it was really interesting in terms of a cultural perspective and how the things were translated so literally in that it was just complicated. And then when you have to sit in the room, the 12 of you, and make your decision, it took us over a day. So in our case, because we just could not get there, in the end what, you said, didn't all agree? Oh, no. no Did no, you no. find them innocent or guilty? I thought they were both guilty and they were both found guilty. So they go to prison? I was so disappointed. That then they say you can call up because they, they don't sentence them there and then. It's about a month later. Right. They say you can call up. So I called up and they were both given like six months of community service. What? Really? Which to me really pissed me off because we went through all that time and, you know, you can't tell anyone when you're doing it, the case or any of the details. And you live and breathe the thing and this thing and... It's just seemed like a bit of a waste of money, really. And mm. were you a really diverse mix? That was of that to me was the most fascinating. Yeah, the most fascinating. And you know, when you were in that room and everyone's giving their opinion, people's you know different. Background. But it was yeah. I really think you should be able to apply yourself to to be able to do it because people there didn't want to do it. Whereas I think you'd be brilliant at doing it. Or like my brother is desperate to do it. Georgie, oh, you'd probably love desperate it. Desperate to do it. Um, the reality of my life with two weeks yeah. blacked out mm. is perhaps not something that. Yeah. But the court sits from 10 to 4, so it's a dreamy day. Yeah. And are yeah. you literally, you're in court the whole time? They let you out quite often for breaks. Okay. It's quite bitty. Are you allowed to go off and have lunch in these? Yeah, you get an hour for lunch. And your employer is not allowed to tell you no. They have to work around the schedule, so... Yeah. But you're looking at me very yeah. <laughs> I, I'm the time comes, Georgie. <laughs> so your boyfriend is in court right now. You don't right. know what Where's he, which court is he in, do you know? He's at Southwark. Oh, yeah. Southwark. Southwark yeah. has to be one of the most depressing places on mm. earth, though, it no? It is rank. It's horrible. What court? Oh, mm. my God. Awful. It's terrible. I used to have to go down there to find judgments for various stories for the newspaper. And, it, yeah, it's the worst place on earth. Yeah, it's one of these things I'm sure the novelty wears off after the first day. Of the yeah, no, I loved it. He did. I loved it. Well, talking of depressing... Things we got to start today talking about Caroline Flack. What a shock! Can't believe it. It doesn't really seem real. No, I agree. Well, my um, husband saw it in the news, and we were sitting there watching TV with the children. I was like, oh my God, I need to talk about this. Mm. It's just really, really shocking. Yeah. 
Harriet, you wrote a piece that went out on the site this morning. We're recording this on Monday morning. This will be out on Thursday. What are your takeaways? You wrote a really good piece, I thought. Thank you. I think it breaks down into sort of three key issues, ultimately, which have been raised by this. The first being what it says about our tabloid media and the Mm. way that we treat people in the tabloids. That had already been a conversation, obviously, earlier this year, and it's been compounded, I think. Talking about Meghan and Harry here, yeah. Yeah. Secondly, what it says about our legal system, because sort of closely related to the media point, there was a perception that she had already sort of been found guilty of this assault charge on her boyfriend, and the case had not even gotten near a court. And thirdly, what it just says about our general society and how we interact online with each other and how Mm. we treat each other. And, you know, the world is in dire need of a bit of kindness, Mm -hmm. really. And we need to all take a step back. And I spoke to a psychologist for the piece this morning and she agrees and says it's really a reality check. We have to Mm. step back and think what damage we're doing to each other online and Mm. off. I think, I mean, the CPS point is probably one we shouldn't go into now. But the only point I would make is that possibly if she'd been male and a woman had been attacked no one would have said that the case should have been dropped ultimately the cps has a job to do yes her boyfriend didn't want to press charges but if there was a man you know often women don't press charges on men that abuse them they get back into an abusive relationship and it happens again sometimes they end up dead so Mm. you know let's not blame the cps for this i think it does come down to the media ultimately Mm. doesn't it absolutely the cps were following process as you say these laws are actually really recent and they're a really really good force which is to protect women from dropping charges under coercion, ultimately. Which is often what happens. Which is often what happens. Mm. But it was really the media that had yeah. sort of painted her out to be guilty of that charge before, yeah. as we say, it, it had reached the courts. I think it's just the, I was talking to my husband about it, we were saying the anonymity that, you know, whether it's the print media or social media and whether it's journalists or it's individuals, you know, the anonymity that you have, mm. especially in the digital world, mm. makes them think that they can say things. And yeah. and actually it got me thinking and talking about a time before Christmas where one of our team who does quite a lot of broadcasting was on the receiving end of some quite hurtful comments from people that view us in the digital world and you know some of us however thick-skinned you are you are an individual yeah. and this particular person was quite upset about some of the comments she was receiving and I actually went downstairs and spoke to our brand team and our social media team and said if there is a single negative comment directed at any of the Sherlock staff they need to be taken down immediately and you know it's really sort of shunned upon to remove negative Mm. comments from YouTube, for example. And there was a real outrage, I remember, a year ago when someone quite high profile was removing negative comments from their channel. But I feel like as an employer, I have a job to do to protect Mm. my team that put themselves out there for the benefit of their company and their job and their career. Mm. So I then, you know, on the back of these comments that she was receiving, went down and said, you know, any bad comments, they just need to come down straight away. That's it. But, I mean, that's a really small example, but it, it's kind of... No, but it's, it's refreshing. It's, it's refreshing. a similar situation. And, you know, I get negative comments. And as thick-skinned as you are, there's only so many you can take. No. And you do feel it. And we are individuals and we do have feelings. And, God, the amount that she was on the receiving end of. Yeah. I mean... And she was obviously incredible. already in a dark place and in a vulnerable situation. And so to be hounded like that and, to, you know, to feel like you're career is over and everything that you do and say is being ripped apart and publicized and trolls are saying all this negative stuff about you you don't even know those people and I think it was Ollie Murs had put an amazing kind of tribute to her on his Instagram and then someone had said no one cares and then they were obviously ripped apart but it's like 
You would not say that to someone's face. Who is that? Face. Who what? is that person? Exactly. I don't what? Kirsty Young. Sorry to interrupt. No, my no. So I have had moments where I've had some quite negative comments. I am quite vocal about my opinions, as you will know. Mm. And there are things that I've put out there. My husband's like, "Why are you even saying that in the public domain?" And then occasionally, I feel like the right. Someone called me racist recently, and I was like, "Fuck you! That's not okay. Don't call me racist." And I basically wrote back. My husband's like, "What are you doing?" I know you're not racist. You know you're not racist. Your family knows you're not racist. Why are you arguing with someone? He said, think of Kirsty Young. And I remember listening to Kirsty Young years ago. And she said, someone asked her how she dealt with negative criticism. She said, I liken trolls on social media to the kind of people that graffiti the back of public loo doors. And so if ever I've been upset about anything that's been put out there about me, my husband always just says, loo doors, loo doors, loo doors. So I think you can rationalise it to an extent, but mm. how tragic that it's taken her life for us all mm. to go, we just need to yeah. really have mm. a reality check here and realise you know, what can happen. The psychologist made a really interesting point to me as well, because I said a lot of critics would say, well, if you know you're a vulnerable person or you are aware that you have mental health issues, come off social media. It can't be good for you. Just come mm. off it. Don't read the papers and come off social media. And that's a really easy thing to say. But the psychologist said, how isolating for someone in the modern world. Social yeah. media is not going anywhere, right? And it is the way that so many of us interact with each other and at work. And so I say to come off it. To, so to yeah. come off it and stop reading newspapers and try and shut off all media sources now when we're in such a pluralistic world. It's a lovely idea, but that's yeah. it. That's a very lonely situation to put yourself in itself. So what's yeah. the answer just to be kind She'd of... already been told not to contact her boyfriend, you know, and so she's suddenly facing then having to spend days. She's lost her job, mm-hmm. sitting in a flat day after day alone and not able to interact with the world because if she mm-hmm. does she's going to face a deluge of abuse. That's not a helpful solution, is it? I just think suicide is the most depressing things, I mean, to be at that point. I know. Anyway, it's a very gloomy topic, but... God, rest in peace, Caroline. Let's not let it be a total waste. No, no. There has to to be a lesson learned. I feel like everyone's on board. I feel like if there is a positive and... I'm just so sad it's got to that point for, yeah. the, for this change to have to kick in. But I agree, something has to change. But I think everyone needs to say a bit lost, eh? Um, the British tabloids. Mm. I remember in Meghan's interview, and she said when she met Harry, one of her friends said to her, are you prepared for the British press? And she went, oh, the press, I can handle the press. And they went, no, 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 the British tabloids are vile. Yeah, they're incessant. And they take you down. And And this is another interesting point, actually, briefly, which is that, obviously, to play devil's advocate again, you don't want to say the answer is to curtail a free press. A free press is one of the most sort of democratic principles that we uphold in this country, and that should be celebrated. But there is ultimately a difference between holding people to account, which is what the press is designed to do, versus, you know, insatiable hounding and destruction. But and why don't they have it in other countries? And why, as a nation, are we so keen to rip people down? Yeah. It's so ugly, isn't it? Yeah. It's a very, it's, pr- it's it's a very British principle to so have British poor poppy Yeah, we're though, so unsupportive yeah. of people in the public eye, people who have success, of other women, of, of our own sex. I think it's yeah. just... Really disappointing, I think, that as a nation and as women, quite a lot, mm. I think. that I think the women, for me, is a jealousy thing. It's because we've but been socially we conditioned. It's why terrible. Why each other more? I don't yeah. know. It's really... I remember one of my family members having a new girlfriend and someone said to me, well, what do you think of so-and-so? And I said, yeah, I really like her, actually. 
I stood there and I said, I said, yeah. I said, I don't really think I've got anything bad to say. So my dad had actually said, yeah, me too. And let's just leave it at that Mm. because we're always looking for the negative, but actually Mm. we can't see a negative. So let's just embrace that. And I was like, whoa, I didn't, I mean, my dad's not a really sort of philosophical thinker or anything, but I just thought, yeah, let's leave it at that and say she's Mm. a legend. Mm. Anyway, that's my brother's wife I was talking about there. (laughs) If you're listening, we couldn't find anything negative to say about you. (laughs) Let's talk about Kate Middleton's podcast with Giovanna Fletcher. She has the hugely successful podcast happy mom happy baby have you listened to it yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. everyone's listened to it and i think for me one of the most interesting things was just to hear kate middleton speak yeah for for a sustained period of time because the most we've heard her speak is in little speeches and things but we've never really heard her talk so that was quite a treat yeah Mm. i thought and also the thought of her sitting down and doing a podcast like that's never really something bravo though yeah that i thought that she would do so i was like oh okay i kind of like double read when you sent the email around i was kind of double taking it to check that it was her doing a podcast so for anyone listening kate has launched a survey called the five big questions about the under fives and it's a project that she's been working on since she got married she says she was really taking part in the podcast to raise awareness of the survey which asks questions like what do you believe is the most important thing in your childhood whose responsibility is it do you think to give children a healthy life a lot about mental health and children and how the first five years of a child's life or for the moment a woman is pregnant up to the age of five how their upbringing can impact their mental health for the rest of their lives do you agree with that definitely i think you know so much of who I am is from my upbringing and the role my parents played. And I thought it was interesting how Kate talks so much actually about her mental health and how she was feeling during her time of just being pregnant, not even having the baby and the effect that that has everything kind of feeds into your baby and who they will become. And I had never really thought about it in that way. If I'm a bit skeptical, I would say, I don't actually agree with the pregnancy thing. And I might be wrong, and probably yeah. the experts would tell me, obviously, if you're a drug addict and you're taking drugs throughout your pregnancy, that's going to have an impact on the child. Yeah. But probably I would say that, I think, maybe from the moment you're born. But okay. the whole thing of how, from the moment you're pregnant, you can be impacting your child's mental health. I'd, I'd like to know that. There might be studies. Yeah, right? it's not maybe I'm, there are. I mean, I I'm would imagine it would, because they're within you. And so everything that you feel, I would feel like they feel, and they would feed off what you're feeling. No. And, no? Well, I'm being cynical. I'd probably have hate mail coming my way just remember we're all being kind to everyone yeah (laughs) anyway regardless of whether it's true or not i think there's a mental association with it anyway whether it's fact or fiction i think it's a good way to look at it essentially did you enjoy it harriet tour enjoy is a strange word yes <laughs> you don't have to have loved it and you're not a mother yet, i'm not so. a mother no interestingly that didn't put me off wanting to listen to it and i think it was what we just said which was it's really interesting to hear kate middleton speak for such a sustained period of time yeah, yeah definitely and of course we're all deadly curious about what goes on behind the scenes of the royal family so you're always hoping that you're going to get some tidbits when she started off i spoiler, thought she doesn't yeah spoiler, <laughs> she doesn't. when she started off i thought oh this is so scripted i'm not sure i'm gonna sort of last the course agreed but I felt like it wasn't in by the end. Though. Agreed. I felt like she was reading it first. Yeah. And I thought credit to Giovanna Fletcher for asking, especially towards She's the good, end, wasn't she? quite mm-hmm. a few insightful questions, actually, which obviously put Kate Middleton a little bit more at ease. So she was able to talk sort of more humanly, I think, about some of the topics. So, yes, I found it interesting. However, like so many things that the royal family have to front or present on, 
I feel like it does speak to only a certain section of society, which is perhaps a really PC thing to say, but I'm not sure how mothers who are giving birth in the worst of circumstances are really going to feel helped by that podcast. Do you know what yes. I mean? I mean, if I'm I being agree. critical, I felt the bluebell moment a little bit twee, a little bit mm. smug. Oh, a bit I quite like that. Yeah. I mean, suggesting that as mothers standing mm. on the beach in the freezing cold with wet wellies, everyone's <laughs> having a happy time. I mean, my children would be screaming and having a mother of all tantrums and I'd be hating it too yeah going when can we get inside what is it Billy Connolly says there's not bad weather there's just bad clothes bad clothes yeah get some bad clothes and get outside yes but tour yeah I like listening to a podcast when I finish I finish the podcast I think oh I've learned something or that was fascinating Mm -hmm. I want to go and look into that I don't really know what I kind of took away from that. Yeah, I completely agree. But it was so lovely to hear her. Can I tell you that yesterday afternoon I sat down and did puzzles with my children? And I have to thank Kate Middleton for that because we do have games afternoon. Sounds really freaking smart. That sounds fun. No, no. My children are on their iPads plenty. And they were yesterday because it was pissing with rain. And then I was like, right, I'm going to take a leaf out of Kate Middleton's book. And we did puzzles. Mm. And it was heaven. And so I was quite thankful to her. And actually, I do think if all it does is just remind you that actually a game of uno is yeah you know just kind of taking time i guess stepping away from a situation looking at the situation you're in and spending time kind of special one-on-one time with your child not yeah. doing something ridiculous or going somewhere crazy yeah you know being out in the garden you know being and actually out in the wild. to your point about how realistic is it? I would yeah, say the anyone, solution. Anyone, yeah, yes. anyone can go to the park. Exactly. And push their ch- I mean, my I children, agree. my three-year-old, she let me push her on a swing for hours. Yeah. I mean, mm. hours. Yeah, and I found when she was chatting about her horrendous morning sickness, yeah. that as well made, not, not that I think she's someone to you know aspire to, but she's so normal. She is just another woman, another mum. Yeah. And that is my idea of hell, being sick that yeah. much. I like the fact that clearly William wasn't that sympathetic. It was no. quite hard to be... The other bit that I love was the mention of her grandmother mm-hmm. and the fact that her grandmother used to do cooking and gardening and arts and crafts and things with her. And my children are at an age, I think I've talked about this before on the podcast, where they literally love their grandparents. Like, my mum walks in and they're like, Gaggy! They call her Gaggy because they couldn't say it when they were little. And they just love hanging out with her. I remember getting to a teenager, my mum going, we're going to see your grandmother for lunch. And I'd be like, oh, God, you know, mm. I want to go shopping or mm. watch a box set or whatever. And mine are at just that age where they love their grandparents. And I just thought, what a special relationship. Mm. I really miss my grandparents still. So I thought that was really nice, the positive impact they'd had on her life. What do you remember from your own child that you would like to mimic for your children? My mum is probably the kindest person in the world. And that really is the one thing that she has taught me. And as cheesy as this sounds, one of my favourite Disney films is Cinderella. And you know the scene where her mother says to her, have courage and be kind. And that has always, always stayed with me. And that really is the thing from... Oh, don't make me cry. But I think everyone can take that, whoever you are. You can learn from that and you can apply that to your life. And yeah, that's what my mum gave me. Sweet. Harriet? It was interesting. I grew up in a very sort of, for want of a better phrase, snobby part of the world in Surrey. And my parents, when they were younger, they met when they were 16 and they were married by 22. So it was all very sort of young love. 
And they came from both really humble backgrounds. And my friends at school, when I was sort of 12, 13, would be going on fabulous holidays at Easter, summer, whenever, to like the Maldives or whatever. And my family always went on walking holidays to Yorkshire. And at the time, it felt dreadful. It felt like, oh, we're... I love that. I know, but it was I'd so... I'd love to go on a walking I'm trying holiday. to book my first walking Are holiday. I sound really belated. Sorry, Harriet. You <laughs> Sorry, that's right. But it's very much like what Kate Middleton was talking about, which was we were together, we were outdoors, we were having pub lunches, pub dinners, and it was the simplest of times mm. and the happiest of times mm. in many ways. Mm. And that's something I really hold on to. It's never about flashing cash or, you know, it's having time. the biggest and the best. It's time, it's time, memories, time, time. and that can be done yeah, anywhere. I agree. Yeah. I agree mm-hmm. I was thinking a lot about this last night. I think my parents, it's hard to pinpoint kind of one thing, but for me, they really indulged in our creativity. So, for example, cooking, we were always encouraged from a really early age to be in the kitchen cooking with them. Mum would always say, if there's anything you want to make, put the things on the list, I'll go and buy it for you, I'll, you know, just cook. And I love that. And food has always really? been a massive part of, we're all huge foodies. And I love that kind of coming together and eating and all that, that aspect. Mm. And also books. They used to buy us books all the time. My granny mm. as well. I remember the feeling of she bought me a whole set of A Little House in the Prairie books. And to this day, I still have that feeling of opening them and being like, oh my God, all these mm. books. Um, yeah, so I think just staying creative and... Yeah. Yeah. allowing time for that and I guess it's going to be even harder now you know in generations on and yeah. well, iPads and all that well listen to it if you're listening and you haven't listened to it I think it's worth a listen I'm going to finish on one note which was I went to a talk at my children's school the week before last and it was about resilience quite a lot but there were two things that children need from their childhood and they are to be loved and to grow up with a strong work ethic I read this there was a presentation that came out and I was like that's it that's all that you need and I was telling Lou and Charlotte about it when we went to Brighton I was like what can you add to that like if you grow up feeling loved and working hard Mm -hmm. you know there should be no other message for me I think and maybe resilience maybe you could throw in a third I love that I know it's good Mm -hmm. isn't it Let's talk about something more lighthearted. Let's talk about TV. I'm watching The Stranger. Do you know about this? Yes. Yes, I watched the first episode on the weekend yeah, as me well. Too. And Jennifer Saunders is in it in yeah. a serious role, which who knew? Yeah. And she's really quite good. And it's quite good. It's quite dark. Know. The first one I wasn't I don't know whether it's the acting or if it's I the production. Just something is a bit The acting, I think it's the acting. Oh. I will this weekend, I'm looking forward to binge watching the rest of it, but it hasn't had me hooked. No. Well, I've done four out of eight. Okay. I'm quite enjoying it. Does anyone watch Criminal? No. Well, I watched the first one of that last night and that was juicy. Really? What's the premise of Criminal? So the first one that I watched is David Tennant being questioned and it's not a spoiler, but his stepdaughter is killed and they're trying to investigate the murder. Literally all you see in this one episode is him in the interrogation room and the story is being broken down, let's say, from different sides. Anyway, probably the first half, he says no comment and then he breaks. And it's really interesting. People have watched this, we've talked about it before, I need to watch it. Yeah, 40 minutes and I was like, yeah, I'm in. Do you know what else has also just come onto Netflix? Narcos Mexico season two. I've never watched Narcos. Oh my god! I I mean, please just watch it. It's so good. Have you watched it, Lou? No, Lou is really into it and keeps saying, "Oh, we need to watch season two. God, it's amazing. It is literally up there with the best three things I've ever watched. Really, really. Oh my god! Hands down, the two Pablo Escobar series. Fuck, it's good. Mm. Okay, it's so good. 
When's Formula One Drive Survive Series 2 coming? Yeah. That's coming any minute now. Also, I really want Le Mans to go on Netflix. I'm desperate to oh, see that. Oh, that's really good. Harriet, you've watched, oh my God, what I'm desperate to watch, <laughs> The Split Season 2. Yes. Yeah, I've watched it even better thing. than the first. I don't know about better, but certainly as good as. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It's about a law firm based on Fiona Shackleton. Yes, if you haven't seen the first season, the premise is essentially a very top of her game divorce lawyer, although she refers to herself as a family lawyer, but it's ultimately all divorce, and sort of the troubles in her own marriage at the same time. So you've kind of got that double reflection, Mm. which is nice and saucy. Can't wait, can't wait. Um, wait. It's a really good cast as well. Yeah, it's a great cast. Talking about comedic people in serious roles, Stephen Mangan plays her husband. He's so good. He's so good. Oh, Um, I've forgotten how good it is. Do you have to watch series one to watch series two? Yes, I would say. don't skip series one. It's so good. Okay. It's well worth your time. No, I never heard of it. Oh, it's brilliant. This is not really much of a spoiler, but obviously there are issues in their marriage that they have to work through. And a lot of season one was building up to this sort of big tension point. Mm. So I was skeptical about how season two would deal with that because you're obviously in a sort of fallout zone. But they've managed it really, really well. The tension is still there most of the time. And then... Yeah, it's a good ending, but they have, Georgie will be pleased to hear, set it up perfectly for a season three. So I'm sure it will be back. Watch it, watch it. It is so good. The other thing I watched this weekend is a TED Talk. And Harriet, you wrote a piece on some of the best TED Talks to listen to. I have to say, this is such a good list. I think you did an amazing job. It really is a checklist of TED Talks. And I find TED Talks are one of those things that you can so easily not prioritise. My husband and I went to a dinner party and met this guy who said, you've got to listen to this TED Talk that talks about how our education system kills creativity. Now, we've got a son who finds traditional education very, very difficult. And so I've had to really think about education in a different way. It's 20 minutes long. It's given by Sir Ken Robson. And it really makes you think. And it talks about how education is this hierarchy with literacy at the top and creativity at the bottom and your success in education is based on how good you are at maths and science and English and history and music and drama and dance is at the bottom anyway I won't say any more but listen to it it is so good you're nodding Harriet yeah it's brilliant I think we're in such a different time now as well where these creative careers. I mean, look at all of us around this table. We all do something pretty creative for a living and are able to make a real success of it. And that was not a message that I was given when I was at school. The messaging was very much, if you're not sort of a doctor, a lawyer, a teacher, you know, an accountant, then you will struggle in life. And proof today is that that's just not the case. And that's essentially sort of what he's explaining in this talk. So I think it's a really crucial kind of message to get through to children today so that they don't go through what we have Mm -hmm. it's really good there were loads of really really good and i went through your list and i was like oh i want to listen to that oh i want to listen to that i want to listen to that and i feel like ted talks something i need to prioritize Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. check it out it's on the site if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not
not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, we're going to talk about some health and wellness now. We've got our new wellness editor in the room, <laughs> Q-Tour. You have put together your first health and fitness list, which is going to be a monthly edition. And it rounds up all the most exciting things happening in the world of health and well-being mm. this is a great list thanks everything i'm loving at the moment yeah so what were yeah. your highlights highlights for me were that delicious food from karami which is a new delivery service i know the market is slightly saturated at the moment but this one was really nice the food was delicious the whole the ethos behind it is it's supposed to support gut health and is anti-inflammatory which i just liked and all the food was really yummy so that was cool I thought it was a bit different I'd also like to talk about the welfare podcast because I'm obsessed with this podcast and if anyone is training for the marathon it's really worth listening to because she's really helpful and there's really interesting interviews and run chats where she she goes on a run and chats into someone while she's running oh wow having something good to listen to where your running is key yeah well even if you're not listening to it when you're running yeah interesting to support your training jenny fountner did a running podcast did you ever listen yeah. to that yeah she's um interviewed on there as is well she? Yeah. i actually i quite enjoyed it yeah i loved her talking to amanda holden peter andre about running i don't know oh why i listened to them running in norfolk in the summer and i was like this is great and i just carried on and on and on it was really good yeah do you really think it distracts you no, no no i get too bored running to music interesting i like to listen what, what to you time and a place depends okay yeah is this podcast for men and women talks about menstrual cycles so i'd say it's for both that okay. episode is probably more for women but no both well both. i have to give a shout out on this list to amelia freer's simply good for you she came on the show and she's just the nicest person isn't mm-hmm. she and her cooking is really real and it's such a great book isn't it yeah real is a good word i think yeah lou any highlights from the list Barry's Bootcamp St. Paul's. I still have not done a Barry's class and everyone says they are killer, but the best. I'm still intrigued. Mm. Should I do it at all? Nah. No? Nah. No. I think there are other treadmill and strength combos that are nicer and kinder and more supportive. Okay. I find Barry's personally very intimidating and I don't like the vibe. Okay. But there are other equally amazing of okay. that concept. But love you, Tor. I love that you just call a spade a spade. That's why you're yeah. so good at your job. Good for you. Thanks. But I have put it in the list because I know people do like it. Yeah, it's and this, not for you. Yeah. And this new studio has got a new recovery. Yeah. Yeah, recovery chamber. Therapy chamber. Okay. Which is cool. Can we talk about stretching? So there is a new place called Stretch Lab which my brother's girlfriend was saying that she was quite keen to go to. I need to catch up with her and find out whether she went or not. But I have started boxing at home once a week and I love it. But the other day I missed the pad and I hit the bone of my foot against 
his bone. And the pain was absolutely horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. Anyway, he made me sit down and he literally pulled and yanked my foot and stretched out the muscle or whatever it was. So that's exactly what assisted stretching is. It's okay. something you can't do yourself. Can I just tell you that 10 minutes later, the pain had gone. Like, it was excruciating. I'm quite a fainter. I faint from pain sometimes. And it was a sea star kind of pain. And he literally, I was like howling. And 10 minutes later, nothing. No breathing the next day, no aches, nothing. Yeah. Is that nuts? Yeah. Well, it isn't, isn't nuts because something like yoga, you think you're going into like a really deep stretch, but your brain is telling you to stop at a certain point. Whereas with this kind of thing, he probably pushed you into a place and at Stretch Lab where you would never push yourself. You can't even sometimes even do it yourself. He also makes me, at the end of boxing, lift my leg up, put it on his shoulder. And he pushes your hamstring. Oh, oh my God. I'm like, this is the thing I hate the most yeah I mean this session I had I had like tears in my eyes at a certain point wow. really so tell us about is it, it. So it's one on one yes one on one okay. it's not in a private room you go in it's just behind Oxford Circus you yeah. go downstairs and you're on essentially like a kind of massage table but you're fully clothed yeah. wear leggings don't wear your jeans or something because you, you, know, you need to stretch you'll rip them yeah and they just pull you and push you and, and you say what kind of areas you want to work on and they focus on those and they, the best thing for me was the Theragun which I know he featured yeah. online a couple of times yes yeah. my friend was telling me about this it looks like a power drill essentially but yeah. it uses what they call percussive therapy it just vibrates at a million miles an hour and it's just super super strong but it feels like your body is absolutely pummeled it's so painful where does that go on your back or something Everywhere. So they kind of warm you up. So they go over your calves, your quad, like your backs, your hamstrings, bum, everywhere. And would you do this after you've exercised? So if you feel... Stretch lab or Theragun. Stretch lab. Either. Okay, so Either. you could go if you just felt fine. And you so had my brother's exercise. girlfriend's yeah. got back issues. Right. So she thinks that... Yes, I think it That be, was her reason to go and yeah. have it. It's great for injury, just if you sit at a desk all day. Yeah. Training for a race. Yeah. Anything, anything. I loved it. And does it help your flexibility? Definitely. But you have to go consistently. Okay. You can't just go to one and be able to do the splits. Okay. You have to keep so it's assisted it. stretching, one-on-one, on one, someone one. pulling you, pushing you, yeah. and yes. causing you general pain. No thanks, not for me. Well, the thing is, if you like having a massage, yeah. a good massage in London will cost you 150 quid. This is 55 quid, 50 minutes. I personally felt it was more interactive and I got exactly the same result as a massage. Yeah, you and I don't agree on massages. That is true also. I like nice gentle ones, which Tor thinks is hilarious. For me, a massage is like a complete treat. I do mm. not want to be pummeled by a Theragun. Thanks very mm. much. We're going to have a quick chat about teeth. Because Becky wrote a feature on the 12 dental rules that everyone should follow. What did you learn, Lou? Well, I remember talking about this previously on the podcast and Heather saying that she used a tongue scraper and being so shocked. And she was like, yes, everybody has to use a tongue scraper. And it's Melissa... Jasmine Hemsley. Yeah, just, sorry, that's it. And, and Jasmine Hemsley. Mm-hmm. had talked about it. And I haven't done it. But I remember it really sat with me. I was like, shit, I've never done so that. If anyone's listening would like to send Lou a tongue scraper. <laughs> please do, please do. <laughs> she needs to get on Do you brush it. your tongue? No. So I brush my tongue, and I always have. I find it weird brushing my tongue, and then whatever's on my tongue going on my teeth. I know that makes no sense, but it just feels unhygienic to be mixing the two. Okay, brush before breakfast, floss, floss, floss. Don't neglect your tongue, says Dr. Christina. We love Dr. Christina. The one that baffled me was that you shouldn't rinse out your mouth, even with water. Sorry, can we just go back to the tongue? This is what someone had said. If you brush it too much, you unbalance 
the flora okay. in your mouth. So she said you should only clean your tongue once or twice a week. Oh dear. And the most electric toothbrushes have a setting for tongue cleaning now. If you're using a manual one, gently rub it over your tongue in soft circular motions. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, rinsing. You were saying... I didn't know you're not supposed to rinse like, your mouth out with water after brushing your teeth. No. Because it gets rid of all the fluoride. Yeah, mm. you're meant to leave it on your teeth. I yeah, did not, I that was yeah. interesting. Makes sense, doesn't it? Didn't I also that. love the point about charcoal toothpaste being a complete waste mm. of time from the professional point of view because you hear so much noise about that and mm. how it's so good for you and they were saying mm. no it can actually damage your teeth yeah. so don't touch it also dry your toothbrush I haven't got time to do that dry it because otherwise you know the bacteria multiplies Ugh, when you think about dry it with what? a towel just a towel afterwards mm. the other thing was see a hygienist regularly which really feel like <laughs> hate that place vitamin C well it's the first thing that many of us reach for when we're feeling run down however there's more to it than a quick fix and an immunity boost. You basically need to be taking it all the time. All the time. Because Correct. your body can't make it. Either get it through a diet or a supplement. I wrote this feature because I recently discovered liposomal vitamin C, which is basically the two products we featured in the feature, which are Ultra C and Your Zuki. It's liquid vitamin C. So you drink it, put it in water, add it to your porridge or whatever. But it goes to your cells way quicker than a tablet or effervescent vitamin C. So it's 100 times more effective. Quite expensive. I've been taking the Yorzuki one for about four months and I haven't had a single cold this winter. I haven't been ill once. Well, Charlotte needs to get in on some Yeah, I, I, I sent her. I sent her and would you normally get colds frequently? No, not frequently, but I wouldn't go through the winter not having one, for sure. Okay. Do you um, take vitamin C every day, do you? Not every day, but I feel like I eat a lot of foods that have got vitamin C in. And that's the thing you should be doing Completely. As well. And I know there's an argument for supplements, but I try to get what I need from diet rather than having to have a supplement. Yeah. But saying that in the winter, sometimes I do the Sainsbury's effervescent. I have those every day. Oh, very every helpful. Day. And can I, I was very grateful for your piece, actually, because my husband always says to me, if you have a thousand that you just pee out half of it and your body can only absorb about 500 milligrams at a time. Mm-hmm. actually it can absorb a thousand milligrams as i found out from your feature so thank mm-hmm. you very much mm-hmm. but it did say that the best sources were also peppers kale broccoli brussels sprouts bleh, watercress bleh, and red cabbage yeah so it's not actually coming from oranges no good source oranges but yeah. yeah loads of other things as well are you a vitamin c consumer i am yes and i do take a tablet but i take it in a combination tablet with zinc which I don't know how true this is, what the experts would say, but someone once told me that you have to take it with zinc because they sort of activate each other and it's sort of extra immunity boosting. And similarly to Tor, I mean, I started taking it religiously at some point midway through last year, wasn't ill, ran out of my stash, promptly got a horrible cold in December, about two weeks after working here. And so I'm back on the wagon and yeah, it's going well. Great. Where do you stand on vitamin C versus Barocca? Barocca is more vitamin B than C. Is that right? Hence Barocca's marketed as an energy boosting kind of hangover thing, which is vitamin B. It has got a bit of vitamin C, but it's mainly for energy, which is B. Okay, so I'm going to stick to my C. Well, from vitamin C to calcium, bone health might not get the same amount of airtime as vitamin C or something trendy like gut health, but actually looking after your bones is critical for your well-being. I only discovered recently that bone mass peaks in your 30s and from that point then it dwindles as you age and that then increases the risk of osteoporosis. I went for one of those full house MOTs last year. My husband has been doing them for the last how many years through work and he was like, right, you've got to go, you've got to go. And it all came out quite good, I have to say. But she did say to me, you need to look after your bone health a little bit. She was like, you're fairly slim, 
and your diet is perhaps not rich enough in calcium, you don't eat a lot of dairy, and if you don't address this now, you're really increasing your chances of osteoporosis. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And have you altered your diet for that? I'm eating a lot more yogurt. Yes, I have okay. actually. But it's not something that we talk about. As it said in the introduction, you know, gut health is something that we talk about lots with mm. our friends. But this can be seriously damaging. Definitely. And you're so right. The calcium is important. But what I learned writing this feature, there's way more than just calcium in terms of supplements. Vitamin D and omega oils are also really important to think about as well, which I thought was really interesting, particularly vitamin D in terms of bone health. Where are you in bone health? Growing up, actually, my family were dairy farmers. And so I've always had, apart from cheese, always been brought up on quite a dairy-heavy diet. And we were always taught that you need dairy to kind of get stronger bones so that's kind of been embedded in me from the beginning so even though I am vegetarian and I don't eat cheese I still have milk yogurt eggs as part of my diet so yeah you get the importance yeah mm-hmm. and also the link for me that's, that's really interesting here is the estrogen connection mm. so estrogen is really linked to healthy bones and bone formation so when you reach the menopause that's when it's so important to start thinking about your bones because obviously your estrogen levels plummet mm. so it's critical time yeah i thought the point as well to avoid fad diets was a really timely yeah. reminder it said that extreme diets that don't contain adequate nutrients will affect your bone mass so cutting out food groups can be quite dangerous it also said cut back on alcohol mm. anyway there are some good supplements you can take vitamin d is the one anyway so we need b c d that's what i'm mm-hmm. getting today mm-hmm. vitamin a what does that come from sweet potatoes kind of orangey red things okay so i prioritize c what do you prioritize in your diet b12 what's b12 for B12 is your red blood cells, Mm. which I think actually is the hardest thing that anybody can get through diet. And it's the only way you can get it purely is through supplements. It's the only supplement that I had. Yes. But you can't get it that much through meat either. So, yeah. Harriet, do you take anything? I take loads. Do you? Yeah. So the vitamin C with zinc, I take B12 as well because I'm not vegetarian, but I just don't eat a huge Mm -hmm. amount of red meat and poultry as well. So I don't either. So should I be taking B12? I found it's made a massive difference. To what? My energy. Energy Energy levels. Just try one and then see how you feel. 12 weeks. Not a month. That's what they say. I couldn't believe the difference that it Mm -hmm. made to my energy levels. And I was having throbbing pains in my thighs. Oh, yeah. Uh, And I went to the doctors and they did full blood check and... All of my levels for everything else was absolutely fine, but my B12 was really low. So I started taking that supplement and I just felt more awake. The throbbing completely stopped. My energy levels were higher. I was sleeping better. I literally could not believe the difference. That it really? Made. Yeah, it was wow. amazing. Also, vitamin B is the only vitamin that works straight away. Hence, a Barocca, you feel the results straight away. Mm-hmm. So you, Is that right? You say 12 weeks, but you could just take it for a day and feel better. So if you take Barocca, does that impact your sleep? I wouldn't take it before bed no it's like a morning thing okay mm. so you take b12 b12 i was recently given by tor a liquid iron supplement because i was complaining to her that i would have you know a 10 hour sleep and wake up tired that's not normal and i have to say within a week of taking this liquid iron supplement i was a different person awake before my alarm most days like raring to go you tell me this that's amazing well i didn't want to jump the gun too quickly but i'm sure it's down to that because it's the only thing that's been different in my routine in the it's last so few weeks it's so difficult to know if it's 
How do you do a fair test? Mm. There, are, there are some really good online, like, blood pinprick tests you can do at home that yeah. do assess your levels of these very basic I need vitamins. to go, I keep getting faint. I, I mean, anemia does sort of run a little bit in my family, so it doesn't hugely surprise yeah. me that it would make a difference. Georgia, you also could be iron if you're feeling faint. Yeah, I know. And I'm not things. a massive red meat eater, so, mm. you know, I know you can get iron from other places, but... But it's not as bad. You know, yeah, exactly. Okay, so wellness editor, I mean, I don't know how much time we've I, got. What are you taking? Everything and anything? Everything, but... <laughs> I think, <laughs> let's say the important ones I take every day without fail, because some I take sporadically in the week. Vitamin C, the Yorzuki one every day. Simprove probiotic in the morning. Omega-3s, magnesium. Yeah, I say those are my without fail. So Simprove, vitamin C, magnesium. And Omegas. And Omegas. What are yeah. you doing Omegas for? Hair and nails and skin. skin. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're going to finish with some fashion. A lot of health chat today. I need to go out and do some shopping. I really do, actually. I think you just need to go and have a blood test. Yeah, I do. I'm still looking at tall skin going, he's going to do that to me. Uh, I mean, I need that cocktail of vitamins in my life. <laughs> Let's talk about leather. I mean, leather skinnies, leather bikers, a leather skirt, you know, standard tick, 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 mm-hmm. capture wardrobe. But leather is having, you know, a major, major, major effect on every single piece in your wardrobe right now, from dresses to shirts to shorts to culottes. Mm-hmm. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. It's great, isn't it? It's so refreshing just to see something that is so classic just have a resurgence. And essentially that is, I think, what fashion and trends always will be. There's this kind of a circle and a cycle of the products and the trends that come back time and time and time, but then they're slightly adapted. And I love that leather, something that's, you know, those classic pieces anyone could have worn, but it's a bit tougher now. And I think it's making, well, we've had such a miserable winter and I think it's often you know, people get so bored in their jumpers and their coats and their jeans and their boots. Leather can just add that extra texture and extra dimension to just look that much more current and cool. Yeah, yeah. and especially for someone that wears all one colour or you wear a lot yeah. of black, those different textures, like a black shirt with black trousers or black jeans yeah. or whatever, it just, yeah, as you say, completely just gives it a different dimension, doesn't yeah. it? I'm going to say two things. One, I really want some nice leather culottes. Yeah. But I want black ones. Yeah. The other is I've never been that on board with a black leather shirt. Okay. I think it's very matrixy for yeah. me. I find it a bit too aggressive and I, I love I leather. Okay. But Tibby have done an amazing kind of cream white yeah. faux leather shirt. I'm loving. I'm yeah. loving seeing leather in different colours. Completely. And also I think there's so many different shapes. So there's a lot of exaggerated sleeves on a puff sleeve or a kind of elongated collar. So I think you can look to details which make it a little bit more feminine or more interesting than just your average boxy leather shirt. And, you know, if you really want to go for it, then those gold trousers yeah. and Sancho. Really, really cool. Amazing. I also love a short leather short. Oh, so do I. There are also... Tibby. Yeah. There's an oh. amazing pair of paper bag waist Tibby They're just elasticated. Shorts. They're not paper they bag. Not? Oh. No, they're just a slightly gathered elasticated waist. Okay. And they're very they're wide leg, so which is super flattering yeah. to your legs. And yeah, With a slouchy there. boot. Yeah. Lush. Amazing. On my wish list. Yeah, me too. Anyway, it is freaking freezing outside mm-hmm. I am so over autumn winter when's it all gonna end oh my god I literally cannot wait I want you to be my weather oracle I should be asking you to AccuWeather you've got me hooked on AccuWeather the oh, app. I told you it was it's good great. It's, it's really great. good but 
if people are listening and yeah. they want to start dipping their toe into yeah. a bit of spring fashion. I just think it's about kind of clever styling tricks of how you can wear your summer dresses now, whether you've got long knee high boots, you're wearing a roll neck underneath a pretty dress. You know, you can start integrating, you know, I'm wearing head to toe cream white. Today. Yeah, cream Can today. I just say, I really don't like a roll neck under a summer dress. Do you not? No. I think some people can pull it off. Yeah, I do. Some people look great though. So yeah, I think it's about taking those pieces, kind of getting excited about a new spring-summer piece and working it into your wardrobe, whether that's through layering. Anna Bromelow did a great piece last week about how you can layer your current winter wardrobe and make it more relevant for evening wear. And it's about those little styling tricks that can make you feel more excited about spring-summer being on its way. And if people want to start to buy a few pieces, new pieces mm-hmm. that they can wear now without looking silly. I mean, a lilac suit right now while it's kind of yeah. freezing outside. I disagree. I don't think it looks silly. For example, if you have a lilac suit and you style that with a soft grey cashmere jumper, a black belt and like, you know, gold accessories, then I think that's kind of a way of making that feel relevant for now. And you're kind of being like, fuck you, England. I know it's really yeah. great and windy but I'm going to start wearing my summer pieces that make me feel good and I think it's so easy for us to just get stuck in black you know thick woolens and get depressed about the weather whereas majority of the time you're inside the office and it's not that cold I'm so. just so bored of getting up every single day and going where's a jumper that's going to keep me really warm yeah, today completely it's so boring so can you leave us with a sunny thought of something that we can go out and get for spring now? I'm going to say some form of pastel tailoring because I think you can work either item well into your wardrobe now and then it will be a real statement when the sun is shining and you're already ready. And I'm going to add maybe a pastel knit, I think. Mm. So many great ones out there. So many nice ones. Tour, Harriet, ready for a new fashion season? Absolutely. And I'm so ready to buy things like for wedding, my, yeah. the week of my wedding, and they're just not there yet. So okay. everything's dropped the soon. The matches sale. I bought four things last night. Did you? Their beachwear sale mm. is incredible. So yeah, I was The shopping thing I love night. about it as well is that it's year round. Yeah. Their sale items stay up there all year round, so you can constantly find a bargain. Yeah. They've got some seriously good things. Nice. Well, I think on that note, we're going to leave it there and I'm going to go and check out what's left in the matches sale. That's it for this week. If you enjoyed that, then do remember to rate, review, subscribe and tell your friends. Bye-bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.